Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends. With me, what's going on YouTube? My name is Chris Flynn. I'm an entrepreneur, rapper, actor, politician, artist, Grammy Award winner, inventor, spaceman. And with me today is the man with the third largest collection of horse brasses in a Brighton area. It is Mr. Neil Herbert. And, and I am that, and you are none of those things, Chris. I'm all of, I'm all of those things. I'm, gonna, I'm about to do a reaction it's video. Damn! Um, so, what got you into horse brasses, Neil? Uh, shiny and proximity to horses. Lovely. Um, so, magpie, anything shiny, or I can I can bring to a high shine. I'm a. Uh, did you get into them? Pie. Did you get into them when you used to go on the rounds with your dad when he was a rag and bone man with the big shire horse with the brasses down the sides? Well, my dad was Rag and Bone Man, the um, the rapper. <laughs> I'm only human, um, uh, only human, as after all. Um, even though I think I'm slightly older than him, um, <laughs> more than slightly. Back then, <laughs> won't tell. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, just yeah, just shared love. Because what you do, like, if you were like a proper proper boy, you know, you know, you get like the sovereign ring. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got several. You know what you want, though, if you want proper, you know... Horse brasses. Yeah, horse yeah. brass ring. Down your leather, down your leather cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my gran- Brasley, I can say. Great tradition. My um, my gran nice. used to have some... Holy bra- King, just instead of pearls, just horse brasses on the seat. Lovely, lovely. My gran used to have some brass statues or obshay da on... Um, on the mantelpiece when I was a kid. It was a mantelpiece, but over one of those electric fires where yeah. it has a plastic moulding of wood in the bottom of it, so it looks like a wood fire. Did it have, yeah, have the um, have some kind of, like, light under some fake plastic coals? I think like the light had gone by the time I was around. Yeah. Um, About 30 years back. But, yeah, that used to be quite popular, didn't it? Brass statuettes. Mm. I've actually got one, um, one which I kept after passing witches of the three wise monkeys hear no evil see no evil and speak no evil Mm -hmm. um so i was having to think about this this morning when i was in bed um because i've got literally nothing better to do with my time um so where are the what's what's the what's the deal with the three wise monkeys right because you know it's eve you know it's something about evil right Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that I would say speak no evil is a good bit of advice. Don't don't speak no evil, right? But um, you can't really stop yourself seeing or hearing it because those of the your sight and sounds are receptive senses, whereas speaking is obviously a projected thing. So I believe it's more of a sort of metaphorical thing where it's more. Don't think evil of other people. So don't don't look out for evil. Don't look out for, you know. Don't, don't look out for it. Well, shouldn't you look out for it to stop it? 
Well, yeah, I suppose I suppose what they're trying to say is that kind of like don't look for an opportunity to get involved in evil. Where does it come from? I'm gonna have to sorry, I'm gonna have to look this up. I do not know. Yeah, I've always thought it's one of those things. It's, it's not from the Bible, is it? Uh, I don't, who knows? I don't know. Bible or Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, it's Buddhist. Oh, there you go. Three white monkeys are a Japanese pictorial maxim embodying the proverbial principle, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. The monkeys are Mizaru, who sees no evil, covering his eyes, uh, Kikazaru, who hears no evil, and Iwazaru, who speaks no evil. So there are various meaning. Phrase often used to um, to refer to those who deal with impropriety by turning a blind eye. Yeah, so they can go both. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, because, yeah, you wouldn't, certainly in propriety, you wouldn't want to be turning a blind eye. You want to be sort of like calling mm. the old bear or something or, you know, getting involved. Mm. So, or the yeah, Yakuza. Um, it's just, they're just working class lads so trying to make good. The only opportunities left to them. Exactly, exactly. They're, um, you know, a bit rough around the edges, but, you know, look after their old mums. It has become popular these days, facial tattoos. <laughs> like out, walking out the other day, there was some, some chap having a pint. They had a, quite, a, quite a face full of tattoos. Mm. Okay. Fair play to you, love. Fair play to your dog. One of them was like a, yeah, like a heart as well. So, I can't really, it's one of those ones where... I would have quite liked to take the photo or something and just examine that at my leisure, but um, you don't really want to stare too much. But yeah, nice. Well, the thing is, you can't. Upwards of six, I think. You can't complain about people. It's like that um, character from Titty Titty Bang Bang, you know. Oh, don't look at me, I'm shy. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like that, isn't it? Like people going, oh, what are you looking at? And they've just got a face covered in drawings. I mean, I will admit, and it's rude to stare, but if you decided to permanently etch some writing on your forehead, I'm intrigued to see what that is. And I know it's probably going to be something mediocre. Yeah, right. play. I don't know what like that poor woman who had Drake tattooed on her forehead. It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, really? You're going to regret <laughs> that. Really... Muse written across your yeah. cheek. <laughs> I mean, you might love them, and that's great. Good luck to you. But yeah. you're not going to feel this way when you're 50. But um, who would the... Um... Who are the Northern Irish ones? Oh, or the Irish what, ones? Snow, Snow Patrol on your neck. Oh, so, I didn't realise they were from Northern Ireland. So, that's that then. So, horse brasses, uh, marks out of 10? Oh, 10 out of 10, clearly. 10 out of 10. In fact, if I was going to get a facial tattoos and writing on it, it'd be like horse brasses, <laughs> fucking ace. Might, I might get horse brasses tattooed down my cheeks rather yeah, than I'd just have yeah rather than tears. Be the writing, the advertising <laughs> on my forehead, just so people knew where I stood on the subject, and they would just be my favourite horse brasses. And there's quite a bit of face, as you can see, Chris. So there's yeah. quite a bit of room to. Uh, That's all right. Some, but know, I've seen, I've, I've seen a dozen. I've seen your collection though, but uh, and it's more than it's a dozen, hundreds, isn't, isn't it? it? You can. I have a hard time narrowing it down to twelve. You have to so. keep them in a lockup, don't you? Under the arches. Yeah. <laughs> and the viaducts in Brighton. <laughs> I've got a couple um, of other discreet locations, but I won't be revealing them. No, you keep them buried, don't you? Yeah, and obviously I keep some, keep some in mm-hmm. the house to impress the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> you see the show, well, well, darling. Do you want to come back and see me ask brasses? <laughs> I'll let you give them a polish if you like. I've got some brass all under the sink. 
<laughs> Don't sniff it, though. I went down that road, and it? it was slippery. Um, <laughs> right, so, Neil, would you like to hear some strange etiquette? Because <laughs> I think um, we've pretty much covered all current etiquette. Exhausted the well of, of normal etiquette, yeah. So I'm looking intense, isn't it, really? Yeah. Or, or lunacy, depending on... I mean, most, <laughs> Don't of be com- most of it's for obvious common sense, and then some of it's just like ridiculous. Mm. Sneezing into your elbow, for example. Yeah, or um, grape scissors. Yeah, just buy a tissue. So here's one from 1890. Women should only give handmade gifts. The Victorian rules around courting were especially bizarre, but none more than the era's gift etiquette between a couple. A woman could only give a man a gift if he gives her one first. (laughs) (laughs) And even then, the woman should only reciprocate with an inexpensive or handmade gift. I would say that handmade gifts are the most expensive, time-wise. Yeah, I mean... Well, I think think that's because, uh, you know, presumably she wouldn't have had any money, because if she had had her own money... Probably a oh. prostitute, so you know, <laughs> you have to burn her at stake or whatever did Victor. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, or yeah, I don't, or the man didn't want didn't want her cutting into his dowry, <laughs> something like that. Um, so here's another one, which is quite weird, from 1890. Never ask a direct question. <laughs> Victorians found it incredibly rude to ask a direct question. Instead of asking someone, how are you doing? A polite person would reword the question to something along the lines of, I hope you're doing well. I'd say that that's something which unfortunately still has its claws in our society slightly. We're not a very direct people. I think to an extent that's quite a good role, but I'll tell you what. Who are you? (laughs) What is your name? (laughs) Yeah, because I think think there's something good in that and sort of like not just... I just want to get something out of you, so just ask it as directly as possible. I mean, you don't want to waste people's time, but I think it's nice to have a bit of a conversation first, be a bit polite. So I think an indirect thing is good. But I will say, you know, it's going to have made, that's why Victorian police were so incompetent. <laughs> I can never ask a direct question. There are direct questions. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, didn't happen to be around Whitechapel. <laughs> it wasn't until Colombo was popularised in, in the 70s yeah. in the UK where he'd go, uh, one more question that um, we actually the the case uh, solving in once the UK took that on went through the roof, didn't it? Now they solve it, it was, upwards of forty percent of murder cases. Before that, it was just let's just you know mm. arrest the nearest mm. Irishman. So that was <laughs> I mean, it, did, it did close a lot of cases, but I think that the uh, you know justice wasn't done in the, in the vast majority. Um, so. Uh, and here's one more, because these are quite quick, blasting through these. Um, from the 20s, keep on ignoring that baby. Well into the 1920s, parenting experts like John Watson told parents never to hug or kiss their child and leave them in their crib as much as possible if they didn't want them to be spoiled. This was meant to build strong character in the child. Watson wrote in uh, Psychological Care of the Infant and Child. I think, if anything, he's being too soft. I think you should ignore him until <laughs> yeah, 25. Crib Woods, more like. <laughs> yeah. when, 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 they've, when they're able to pay their own way, then you should acknowledge them, just like, just like a mull of the head. And yeah. Not bad. When they put the 
when they put some money into the chicken that's in the middle of the yeah. table, yeah. like in b- b- bread. Then they're a um, human being. Yeah. Up yeah. until then, they're just... Um... A disappointment. <laughs> With the potential to not disappoint. <laughs> With Whether a... they feel that potential or not is up to them. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to get more productive members of society. They are going to have increasing, you know, issues. But you know, Psychological issues. But, you know, they're going to be earning. So. Oh, bread. That's something I haven't seen in years. Yeah, it was one of those fantastic 1980s uh, pro comedies that didn't have any jokes. We enjoyed those in the 80s. Yeah, lovely. That and Birds of a Feather, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, didn't have any jokes. You just had a concept. Last of Summer Wine. Last of Summer Wine, yeah. Plenty of them. Hey, old man, get up to antics. Hey. <laughs> um, well, so... that, was, that was the Roy Clark school of sitcoms, which is just basically you write one episode and then just repeat it for the next 20-odd years. So yeah. how long can I get away with telling the same jokes over and over again? Yeah, also, I mean... Also seen in, what was it called? Hyacinth Bouquet, what was that one? You have appearances, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, you're going to fall in the bush again, 15 minutes in. Yeah. Oh, and Onslow will go, oh, nice. And given given that's for sort of lazy hacks, I think we should try and use that for this podcast, Chris, so we're going to have to come up with some catchphrases. I could do with a good few crutches to lean on. I mean... The soil is fertile. Okay, so our first struggle is going to be... This is fertile. This is fertile soil. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I've... I, I mean, and I don't mind. I'm, I'm quite happy to stop it. But I'm to amuse myself, I uh, stole the Nicky Campbell crime watch catchphrase of "Don't have nightmares," um, just because I thought that was a really odd. Well, it's sort a chipper, of, isn't it? It's not really a catchphrase. Ch- yeah, but it's like a kind of chippy, like <laughs> "Don't have nightmares." Like at the end, of it, it's like. Um, yeah, two children were found murdered, and we need someone to. Yeah, it depends, <laughs> to, depends you know, very much on the crime watch. Yeah, it's kind of like not always the thing you want to end up on, really. Well, I don't, don't, don't have nightmares. <laughs> no, but it's kind of like it's weird. Uh, it just always struck me as a weird kind of catchphrase for a for that. Um, so that's why I'm using crime it. Watch, but I can get catchphrases. The other thing I took against Crime no. Watch is that about 30% of the photo fits I always felt resembled me more than was comfortable. So, Well, I mean, that's because you did more than 30% of the crimes. Okay. So Alleg- you were quite lucky. Allegedly. 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 What one of those um, classes? <laughs> criminal class. What, one of those? <laughs> you just got one of those psyches that commits all the crimes. Um, well, I mean, look at these calipers. Look at, look at that frontal lobe. Uh, are you going? Sorry, are you going the phonology chart again? Go back to phonology. Yeah. Um, do we need to trepan you? <laughs> get, get some Wait of the criminal out. I'll get, I'll get the saws and drills out. We'll... Hmm. Good Just stuff. Um, no, I understand. So, Neil, 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 are you, are you with me, Neil? Sorry, no, I was just thinking about trepanning. <laughs> uh, Neil, you're really you're driving you're, you're driving this. Fucking hell. All right, come on. You're right, Mr. You're right, Mr. Button. I'm trying to get this moving. Um Oh here we go. No, you've had you had enough yet? Or are you gonna talk over me again? Yeah? Good. You're gonna fucking do it, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Anyway. So this episode What's Neil, it about, Chris? Tell us. What's it about? Oh, or am I, or am I telling us? 
Yeah, go on, okay, carry good. on. You want, yeah. you know what? You you want yeah. to be Billy Big Bollocks and drive the episode. You're more than welcome. So I'll just sit here and make pity comments That's over the fine. top Let's of you. Do that then. Yeah, so, do it then. Yeah. So Chris, this week we're going to talk about the Cornish. No, we're going to talk about Neil or the Old Man of Mornham. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. Did you not? Would you like me no. to repeat it? Can if you want. Yeah. Okay. So this week we're going to be talking about the Cornish Owl Man or the Owl Man of Mornan. Right. Right. Okay. Doc. So this is. Uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna guess the location, obviously, to the Cornish Owl Man. But um, this is an owl. Devon. Was that? Devon. Devon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I don't know why they've named him the Cornish Owl Man because he's mostly just hovering around. Um, I'm trying to think of any villages in Devon. <laughs> I can't. Um, the thing, so I so what I noticed because I was looking for for a good British mystery mm. earlier, and they very much seem to come. Or the the vast majority it's down the southwest, from, isn't it? A lot south southwest, southwest, and East Anglia. So the least populated area. Well, I wouldn't say that because like Yorkshire Moors and stuff are very unpopulated, and the Highlands and stuff. So I don't know what it is about East Anglia and, I mean, the Southwest has always been sort of the the um, hub of vortexes in the UK, hasn't it? And it was very much it was its own kingdom prior to well, you've got, you know back in the Dark Ages. You've got your and own it was like, like all the Celtic and that. kind of culture down there. So that's. As the Angles and Saxons moved over England, they kind of like you know Celts went into Wales and into um, into Cornwall, didn't they? they? Speak their own sort of language and all the rest of it. Sort of the Cornish is a bit distinct from British, etc. So there's a, there's a bit of a different culture there. Um, they've got to have their own bit, but but yeah, no, there is. I mean, as you say, it seems to be centered around certain areas. And um, well, East Ang, I know that um, East Anglia back in Roman times and and. Because of ha- because it's very low lying, it was very uninhabited, and a lot of it was kind of misty marshlands and that kind of stuff. So you wonder if maybe it was kind of uh, because it's all you know it all got drained and made into farmland, but mm. originally it was quite in his in his in his. Why can't I say that? Inhospitable. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> Had a little brain freeze there. Um, yeah, it was like that. Um, so, um, yeah, you wonder if that's it. And there's lots of kind of legends around around that area. So I guess it's kind of these mysterious areas where people struggle to get in. You know, they weren't really connected to the rest of the country. I think it's the Cornish trying to keep all of the second homeowners out. It's <laughs> struggle to get rid of a bunch of down from Londoners um, from invading. I think we need to start coming up with our own urban myths and Brighton to try and assuage of that. Won't happen, will it? A bit too late now, isn't it? Yeah, can't persuade them. <laughs> They're never leaving. And it's, you know, and it's, it's only an hour on the train. Although I've heard it's, I mean, in Cornwall, it's terrible as well, the way some of the locals get treated. You know, a lot of them still, you know, the people come down and buy some picturesque sort of cottage in a fishing village. And then going out and like vandalizing boats and stuff. So I'd be making up our man as well. Yeah, no, apparently this is the thing. There's one of, I can't remember where their village was, but there was been a spate. Of, Are you sure about this? I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. But there was a spate of attacks, and they reckon it must be because why would the locals do it? But there was a spate of attacks on people's boats down in this fishing village in Cornwall. Well, that sounds that sounds like there's no evidence there at all. 
Right. I mean, it could just be a disgruntled Cornish teenager. Yeah, it would have, couldn't it? Yeah, no. I mean, they do, they do. They do have teenagers. I mean, you know, you say kind of, you know, that's the whole why shit in your back garden thing. But humans are incredibly well known for doing that constantly. You know, why would you if you live on a if you live on a housing estate? Why would you, you know, smash all the swings in and graffiti everywhere? You know, because that just makes the place where you live worse. But people do do it. Oh, I'd have to, yeah, I'll have to go back and look up the details, but um, yeah. That just sounds like more Cornish separatism to me. Oh, obviously, you've, you've taken against the, the fine. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pro Cornish here. Good tin mark, good f- people, good pasties. I'm on the fence. You know, I think this sounds like a Cornish false flag operation. Do you? Sponsored by Big Ginster. <laughs> by, big Cornish Liber- by the Cornish Liberation Party. They do want to sell the... the rest of us all of those, like, you know, not particularly authentic pasties to fund this kind of uh, disinformation yeah, campaign. That's it. The money gets money gets funneled in. Yeah. Then you get um the the Cornish biker gangs over in America who send all the guns and yeah. stuff over. Funded by <laughs> pasties and tin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They send pasties and tin over to America. They they sell that to the, they sell the pasties out to London and train stations and then that money gets funneled over the well, Atlantic. Mining expertise are probably burrowing under our houses, <laughs> leasing our bees into the basements, <laughs> drain our saliva as we sleep. Do you know what they they say that if you live in if you live in London, you're never six foot away from a Cornish tin miner, yeah, because they're, they're digging on underneath all of the to destroy all the Victorian sewage network. That's what I've heard. Well, if that's what you've heard. If a friend of a friend said it, then. I'll heard yeah. it, then it, you know, as we know, it must be true. Yeah, I heard it from someone in a squat once. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I believe it is well, true. Yeah. So, question marks over the Cornish integrity. That's where I'm starting off. You're you're very pro Cornish no, independence. I'm, I'm, I'm pro. Well, not necessarily independence, but I'm pro the the fine people of Cornwall and their their cream teas and pasties. All right. Well, attractive scenic locations. Well, let's just say Neil. Let's just say Neil. I'm uh, I'm more nuanced than you, and I'm not going to patronise them with the. I think I think there's more there's more to Cornwall than cottages and green teas. I'm not saying there's not good and bad in Cornwall. I'm just well. Anyway, look, this is, we're not here to focus on the spot. But I'm no, going to be sharing. You paint yourself into a corner. I'm going to be sharing information from Cornwall Live, which obviously to you is like some propaganda unit. It's like Breitbart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the GB News, that new channel they've just come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Funded by Cornish. Cornish funding behind that. I, I think Cornish should be more left wing. Um, anyway, black hat actors. <laughs> I'm only going to start getting me to believe in the owl man now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's hear about owl man. Come native. Right. Get really angry about the order in which you put jam and cream on your scone. Right, come on. Right. Kind of pull it together. You're meant to be driving this episode. Cornwall look well. Not, e- not as easy as it looks, is it? Once, uh, oh, that's pretty once easy. The, so. Once, once the hot studio lights are on you. So, Cornwall Live, okay. So, a remote church in Cornwall, said to be the home of a half-man, half-owl creature, which has been terrifying locals and holidaymakers since the 1920s. 
So St. Mornan and St. Stephen's Church, located about a mile from the village centre of Mornan Smith, it's a peaceful church surrounded by woods and boasting a breathtaking sea view. But according to Cornish folklore, it's been haunted by a human-sized owl with large wings, long claws and glowing eyes for a century. I've got to be honest with you, I thought this was going to be more than 100 years old. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Have a bit more of a rich history, but um, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure it even really does go back to the 20s. But we'll get into that. <laughs> um, I, I think that's some that's some retroactive. I think that is a bit of um, retrofitting. Yeah, you know they've adjusted it to to, to give it a bit more um, bit more prosperity. Um, prosperity yes. behind it, but um, a bit more of an antecedent. Then, so okay. So the beast is you know known as the Owl Man of Morn and Smith. Yep. Now, here's the thing. The first sighting of the Owlman was only reported in April 1976. Right. So if it's been terrifying locals and holidaymakers since the 20s... Did it say the first sighting or the first reported sighting? The first sighting of the Owlman was only reported. So the only, it was the first reported sighting. Right, there you go then. You know, they can't they, they keep it in-house, don't it, they? Yeah, we'll deal with this. Look, our Owlman, yeah. our rules... <laughs> Oh, justice. Yeah. Cornish justice for Cornish Owlman. <laughs> Look, to be honest with you... It's not a grockle. He keep, to be honest with you, he, he's one of us. Yeah. He, keeps the, he keeps the mice population down, and no one goes to that church anyway because we're all doing druid rituals. So, you know, he's fine. And I'll be honest with I you, bet it was the least of our worries down here. I bet it was, yeah. I see the other monsters knocking about. Um, I... I bet it was a. I bet it wasn't a local who reported it as well. Well, well sticking a, sticking their nose in. It wasn't. No, it's two teenage girls that were on holidays with their parents. Oh, here we Morgan go. Smith. They walked down to the old remote church. It's more than a mile from the village centre, so you know. But you're in, in the middle of little deep Sparkers Cornwall, so you've got to make your fun where you can. Um, okay. Go to a church. And on top of the church tower, they saw what they described as a terrifying birdman with wings and feathers. Story says they were so scared by the sighting that their father decided to put an end to their holidays and leave Cornwall immediately. And he was going to buy a second so, home down there, but he fucked that <laughs> off. It sounds like they, they came back from the churchyard pissed and he went, right, we're going home. <laughs> it was in the 70s. They thought, that, yeah, I mean, would you have the same level of teenage drinking in those days? Maybe. Then, yeah. Time. It's, not a new, it's not a new phenomenon. <laughs> I couldn't have had it in like the 50s and 60s. Well, yes, you would. No. Anyway. Yeah, in cities you do. In inner cities. In July of the same year, two 14-year-old girls decided to go camping in the area but spotted a giant owl of human size with glowing eyes. Is it always teenage girls? We'll come on to that. So at the time, all eyes turned to the village and Discovery made the national headlines, naming the beast the Owl Man of Morn and Smith. Now, here's the thing. The Owlman was quickly branded a hoax when people realised that all reports led back to one man, magician and paranormal researcher, Tony Doc Shells. Doc Shells? Yes. Doc, in, Doc in the quotes. Oh, Not okay. Right. Man, I guess, um, like the little kid from The Shining. Yeah. Or that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Not Bugs Bunny. <laughs> the Bugs Bunny cartoon, I guess. Okay. I don't know why I so... called himself Doc. I don't know if it was like a Gideon McKee No, thing. that's kind of a... Had a pretension yeah, that's like a... Complication he didn't have, but... Uh, 
Yeah, but Doc D O C that's like yeah. um that's an Americanism, yeah, isn't it's it? It's just like, like yeah, yeah. Well the, uh, is it just from Black's Bunny or is that just like a more general kind of thing? I don't know. No, well, doc, like um it would be like snake oil salesmen and stuff would have called themselves like William Duck Jansen yeah. or something like that. It's like a little moniker, isn't it? Yeah. So there you go. Why did he call himself Tony Magic Shields? That would have been good. It's up to him, I guess. Um <clears throat> I don't agree with the decisions, but at the end of the yeah. day, I'll uh, I'll die fighting. I'll die fighting for his right yeah, to make them. However, he wants to live his life. Who am I to say that's wrong? Um, Scaring teenage girls and that. Yeah, I mean, so he he was involved behind all of these sightings. So quite what he was doing, hanging around with fourteen year olds, asking about Almen. I don't know, but we'll, we'll, you know, he's. We'll, we'll come back to. Uh, we'll come back to he's a local character. Well, no, I don't think he was Cornish either. Actually, I mean. Um, He's quite interesting. He's uh, he's moved off to Ireland now. He's still still knocking about. Um, okay. he's, an art, he's an artist, a magician, paranormal researcher, and a hoaxer, and uh, you know, all round colourful character. Sounds like um, sounds like kindred spirit. Yeah, I think I think we should we should try and sort of get hold of him because uh, he also allegedly saw the Loch Ness monster and he took a picture of it, which I think they published in the Daily Mirror. I'd better to track oh. it down, but uh, I don't know if it's that famous one. I think that one predates Probably the 70s. Not. Yeah, um, I think right. that was like in the 30s or 40s or something. But uh, there was one I know that I think some people actually admitted to sort of making it. Well, they, they came out a few years back. There's there's a, there's quite a famous one, but they admitted they'd sort of made it out of like a basically a, a very liquid bottle was. and a bit of paper mache. <laughs> we just chucked a hoover in. <laughs> uh, that is messy. <laughs> so he'd lived in St Ives for years before moving to Ponzanooth and he's now left Cornwall for Ireland oh, okay so St Ives so he was like yeah sounds like he's on the run oh he knows uh, well St Ives is a very famous artist enclave isn't it because apparently the light there is very good oh okay yeah because he was he was he was an artist but I don't know if he well there was the whole St Ives um, school wasn't there there was all the artists back in the 40s that lived in St Ives and it was a big artist place and they kind of had their own group of artists mm. that did landscapes and stuff over there because of the quality of the light. Oh, yes. You can't get anywhere else. Um, so people have dismissed the claims of there being an owl man horse in the church's yard and it's nearby woods explaining teenagers have probably seen a very big owl if they saw anything at all. Since then, several sightings of the creature have been reported on the internet, however. So it's all centred around this one church so you know, our, our owl man, he's got he's got a preference. You're gonna go there. It seems like they uh, when the when the old pandemic calms down a bit more, it's my next uh, holiday. That'll be on the tour. Be my staycation. Yeah, exactly. That canic chase. Mm-hmm. Drawing up a little bit of a list. Obviously, you know, eventually want to take this international. Get to Gilotte yeah. and, and all of that. But uh, yeah, for the uh, for now, we'll uh, yeah, Cornwall and Chanuk Case definitely on the list. Oh, we want to see Robert the Doll, don't we? Obviously. Oh yeah, we've got to see Robert the Doll, and um, no, 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 uh, no curses. Ugh. Remember, asking, asking for permission. What's the, in, what's the point in anything? I didn't ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Robert will sort that out for you. So it's, it's quite a nice, picturesque, if slightly decrepit church. Um, so last year, a ghost hunter from Falmouth claimed that he'd spotted the owl man, and his friend got attacked by it. I've got some video here, Chris. So Mark Davis was in the graveyard with his friend Chris Power, 36, from Manchester. 
Mark said there's ley lines which are under the ground near the church and they give off paranormal activity. There you go, our old friend, the ley lines. There was a hissing in the trees and you could hear flapping. I heard it go right over my head and I was shocked. That's when I saw the figure and it had horns on its head. It was mad. Mad for it. Well, the horns could be its ears, couldn't it? Well, I'm, I'm going to have those little I'm fluffy show ears. You the, um, Is it just a funny got one? Some video? No, well, no, it's allegedly serious. And he had a meter. Yeah, but do you remember? Do you remember when we saw the video of the pig man, and it was just someone trying to be funny? Yes. Is it like that? Well, not ostensibly not. They may well be a couple of piss takers hmm. from Manchester. I don't know, but from the, I'll admit. Really cursory scan I had looked through it. <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll show right. you the um, the relevant bits in a second. Um, we'll see. Maybe we can maybe we can uh, we can share a bit of that. We, and we can we can share the uh, share the video. What's, what's the video? I'll, I'll come. We'll come to it. In what's a second. the video called? Can you get? What's it called? So that people can look at it if they want. We'll come, we'll come to that in a second. Um, we just want to finish right. off some of the quotes here because I don't think they actually mention this on the video that they shared. So on the because this this is something I love. So on the meter I had, which picks up electric magnetic energy that we use to detect ghosts. So they've got their yeah. own PKE meter, PME. which is glorious. I was getting conscious replies to my questions through it. So they've been down Matlins before it got closed down, and bought themselves some mm-hmm. kind of you know I don't know some energy meter. Um, well, they've basically bought them as stud finder, yeah, probably, <laughs> or, or possibly invented <laughs> themselves. I don't know, um, but they use it to detect ghosts. Apparently, have got electric magnetic energy, um, yeah, but you can also use it as some sort of communication device or some sort of paranormal because they're getting conscious replies to their questions through it. So that's good. And anyway, but it was telling them that there was demonic energy and it wasn't safe. My mate got attacked. He had scratches on his arm. His camera broke too. He didn't see anything. He just felt this surge of energy. He didn't realise until about half an hour later when he felt some burning. It's not a place I would advise. A place I would advise anyone to go there alone. Let's put it that way. Right, but you weren't alone. Maybe that. So that he's saying well, that's, that's what he's why saying. That's why he has made us back up. Because I tell you what, that right. guy's he's he's got some injuries, but it could have been mm. a lot worse if he hadn't had a spare back could have been up his play. He could be a pellet by now, couldn't he? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he could be a series of tiny pellets smattering the church, <laughs> mouldering. I mean, and this is that you know you've got to say this to people: if you're going to go out and investigate these things, always bring back up. Don't go, don't go investigating these things by yourself. Ideally, be prepared, be a professional. Make sure you've got your own PKE meter so you can look out for ghosts and ley lines. Another yeah, phenomenon. Take a take a stud finder, um, a, a thermometer, Camera, so you can see if there's any. You've got to get this on YouTube. Camera GoPro, ideally, yeah. and um, take a baseball bat with a, with um, some nails it, sticking yeah. through it. Yeah, um, what do they call it? A, a barber's um, a barman's comb, I yeah. think they call it in Glasgow. Just 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 let the the local Cornish publican know how you've prepared, and then they'll appreciate that. They'll they'll admire you for your moxie. Yeah, yeah. you're just going to go down the church with all of this equipment and this baseball bat with nails in it. They'll they'll respond really well to that. <laughs> so make sure you do that. Um, and if you're like me, always uh, keep a flick knife um, in your shoe. Well, you just, just do that because it looks cool. You, want, you actually yeah. want two, two, one in each back pocket. One's a flick knife, one's a flick comb. One's a comb, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, as you know... You, for... you, you can style your greaser haircut that we both 
for many years, I've been trying to and being rejected by get into um, the local gang of Teddy Boys. Yeah. So um, I got tired of being a mod. Not... <laughs> Too many mirrors on my moped, if anything. Yeah. No, I've just been uh, trying to get because I, I really Teddy love Boy's rock. Got a bit more of a rough edge, and you can get into psycho building as well, so that's good. Yeah, and I can keep cigarettes in my sleeve. That's yeah. a big plus sign for me. Although cigarettes are very expensive now, so um, I doubt many You're teddy bears can spend so much money on mohair suits, which frankly are too pricey these days. Too hot as well. Yeah. Too hot. I mean, it's um, it's a less the teddy boy look. You've got different looks, haven't you? You can you can you wear can go with a linen um, suit. It's fine. You can go with a linen suit, or or you can just go with um, a tight white t shirt. Yeah, blue um, cigarettes, cigarettes, pair of blue jeans. And, um, and some brothel, brothel creepers, flip my flip comb, um, and uh, brill cream. I hope those you shoes just, have got a high shine on them, Chris. Mm. They have, and I've got steel toe caps in for uh, when things get a bit some, tasty. Some, some people might need a kick in, might not Could be a loud man. <laughs> Maybe not. Don't know. We'll see. Probably is. Probably is an owl man. Right, so I'm good at... We're, de- we're all going down on our one two fives, <laughs> our one two five hardtail bobbers to go and uh, go and uh, kick in the so arm. I'm going to share this with you, Chris, and we can we can sort of paste it up, I guess, on Acast or something. But um, I'm not doing I, that. Just tell them the name now, if people are interested. Let me share the screen. You disabled it. I haven't disabled anything. Oh, it's not what it's not what Zoom's telling me. Multiple part. There we go. I hadn't disabled it. I hadn't enabled it, though, for different things. Look, if you want to dispute Zoom's terminology, you're welcome to. I don't care. Well, one sounds like an act of aggression by me. Yeah. There you go. So I believe this cheeky little fella, uh-huh. so I believe this is what we're calling horns, as you say, could be owl ears. Yeah. Well, they're quite long, aren't they? they? Are. It's very blurred. I mean, <laughs> if you're expecting a high-resolution... I mean, this looks like it could be from a colonoscopy. There you go. Look, see, there you, there you can see it's a bit more. They've they, they tried to outline it a bit more for you there by making it a different colour. Vaguely humanoid figure with, I mean, it, it looks like the it looks like the tick. It could be Loki, to be honest with you. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah, you know. But hey, oh, is that something it? spooky in a graveyard. Well, no, just wait for it. So that that's our sighting of the owl, man. Mm. But but I'm keeping my powder dry on that. Oh, good hat. There's his PKE meter. Look, he's going mental. Absolutely mental. There's some real psychic creature in these grounds, in the trees. Is it true? Is the story true? Is there Um, something with wings? So I don't think that people will be able to hear this. No, they won't. uh, But here's our last part. Yeah. Look. Uh, A bit there. Oh, hang on. Now he's he's had a bruising from something, and those look owl man scratches to me. <laughs> Are they, or is that just makeup? Ghost hunting. No, that can be a dangerous. No way to tell, is there? That looks that looks real to me. I'll give him this. Here's the injuries to Chris. Yep. He's just fallen over. Could be a makeup <laughs> job. Could be. Yeah. yeah, difficult to tell, isn't it? I mean, you, you can you can never be sure, can you? Any any of these things can be. Um, Made up. Absolutely. But that's uh, 
So there's some, there's, there's some, so there um, some you know, but there is some visible evidence. You there's something there. So this is on a site called Newsflare. Um, and I'm just going to, to shout out. So you'll want to search for, I caught the infamous Cornwall Owl Man on video. It's, uh, I'll give a shout out to the, the user. It's a, I don't know if he's pronounced it. Mark, I think. It's been uploading videos since 2019. Well, he put this up, put this up on 22nd of August 2019. Well, that's quite low res considering 2019. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was dark, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was quite jumpy as well. Well, he's scared. He's sharing I mean, a churchyard with an owl man. <laughs> no, when I say when I say jumpy, I mean four frames a second. Seven twenty p. Well, I mean, you know. So anyway, yeah. well, I mean, what I would say is ha- have a look, but um, keep your expectations um, in check. But, but you know, but, but, but hey, there's there there is some there's some video evidence there. You know, you may not find it compelling yeah. evidence, but you know, nonetheless, you have to weigh all of these things up. There is something. And, you know, what they've had to do. So what what they've done there really is um, that the reason the images I showed you were quite grainy and kind of skippy. What they've done there is slowed down and um, and enhanced the picture. I believe they use the Blade Runner video technology to do that. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, because it, it was very much in the background. He was just sort of talking. It was only after he'd kind of uh, gone back to analyse the footage, it would seem, that they noticed that he the Owlman was there. I presume wow. this was after his mate got mullered by the Owlman. Yeah, and his mate said that he didn't see anything. No. He just so felt himself... How can they be get... sure it is an Owlman? We don't, we don't know, but, you know. No, but, could have been goals. if you're going to look for the Owlman, that's where you go, to that particular churchyard. So, you know. Well, I'm up to I'm up to going down there at some point. There, nice. Some camcorders, and one of them got attacked. You know, and uh, you know he's got some footage. Judge with it, judge it how you will. Okay. So, is there is is that all we have on the Owl Man, or is there is there any more stuff? So, I think that's largely it. I'm gonna sort of. I think you've basically got those two sightings in the seventies. Um, yeah. I'm not really seeing... By the Irish, by the, by the magician. Yeah, we, we can, we'll come back to a little bit. Oh, actually, no, sorry. There's, there's, a, there's a bit more here on the Cornwall live sites. So we'll just have a look. So the spooky tale... So, you know, they basically, um, they referenced that video. So that, that was the... You've got those two stories in the 70s. There's that video that came up. Um, so, you know, clearly the creepy tale has kind of come out here. Um, but... Yet in Cornwall, a bit like with the hairy hands in Devon, the spooky tale of the Owlman seems mm. to have long been forgotten in Moreland Smith. Now, although many Cornish people still remember the story, they've done some research for us, Cornwall Life, they've got some people down on the ground, which is good, and decided to drive down to the small village to find out more, and they they hadn't heard its name for many, many years. Many moons. But the place is still quite spooky. A gate leading to the churchyard mm. shows a dramatic-looking inscription actually in Cornish, Dathimi Nessi Thedu, the porch reads. I'm going to assume it's how you pronounce that. It's good to draw nigh to the Lord. I mean, that's the sort of thing you put on a church, to be fair. Um, and if you look then at the church door, there's a series of what they call worrying hand marks on the back door of the church. Ooh. Could these be terrified people scraping on the door while the Owlman attacks them? Probably not. But how old do we know how old the church is? It's a 13th century church. So yeah, nearly eight hundred years old. Yeah, so it could be it could just be people people were eight hundred people were in there when other people came to attack. You know, like people used to hide in churches if if people were invading or whatever. 
I don't think those have la- would have lasted that long. So these are just literally, it's just like some dirt on the oh, door. Oh, it's not like scratches and stuff. stuff. No, 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 no. This is just literally Hat like, um, it, it, it's, yeah, just like fingers sort of like crawling right. down um, on the door. You, again, you can see this at Cornwall Live um, if you look up. They, they've interpreted that as finger things. It could, frankly, could have been kids yeah. playing on the door, just, you know, just making some noise. Very much, I don't know if you've ever used to do this, Chris, you know, you're bored on the bus, on the yeah. way to school, breathe on the window when it's cold, and then play Noughts and Crosses. I kept us amused yeah, for a we while. Didn't, of course, we didn't have mobile phones back then, so, you know, simpler times. Yeah. Couldn't play Snake. <laughs> the, the most up-to-date. Okay. There's, a, there's, a, there's a reference that's still 20 years out of date as well, but yeah. Okay, so so they've gone down and they've done some investigation themselves, and they've been going out and speaking to the local population as well. And this is intriguing, Chris, and this is where it points Ooh. to, you know, there, there's some there's some real signs of something going on. There ain't so, no there ain't no old there, man here, and there never was. Bang. Yeah, it's like that. Guy. You shouldn't come yeah. around here, not for the long time. I've got impression. That's pretty good. <laughs> like like in every horror movie, where there's the terrifying person on the road who. Who tells you to yeah. get out and not come back? You want to turn on to your heels and get out of there. You want you to get killed with always. You'll end up. You'll end up as pellets. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what that. What I am on a day. It's, you know, he's not like one of your saliva drinking fellows. Who just you know makes you a bit dehydrated. Probably he's, he's not like, he's not like one, of your, one of your big city rooster reptiles. The drinking saliva. He'll eat you and scratch you up. <laughs> Now, there are no signs anywhere in the village or at the church mentioning the Owlman. Isn't that suspicious, Chris? Because <laughs> <It sounds laughs> Cornish legends, including the Beast of Bobman, are quite popular, they decided to ask a local who was living at the village at the time while the tale sank into oblivion. She said, I haven't heard it mentioned for years and years, since it first happened, actually. It was a media event at the time. People were scared to go to the church afterwards. The Owlman looked quite menacing from the pictures and drawings made by the girls involved. I don't want to see him, thank you very much. Mm. White lady. <laughs> if you please. The spooky woods behind the church are said to be another place where the Airman was spotted yeah. in the past. And she explained that the reason why the Airman is not a popular story in the village is because the population has changed a lot oh, since the original reports. There you oh, go. There we go. Brockles. Brockles. The older people have passed away or left, and we've had a lot of newcomers Ugh. in the village. You wouldn't know about it. Don't even know about a fucking Airman. You would have thought that would be something the estate <laughs> agents would tell you. <laughs> But there's a, that should isn't that le- something that you should legally disclose <laughs> during yeah when you're exchanging <laughs> exchanging contracts. There's a lot of history going on up in there. There are more things that are going on than what meets the eye. A member of my family heard spooky noises from a tree, although there was no wind. Yeah, imagine that. So that these ley lines, there's a lot of shit going on. And here's the capper. My husband and I also saw a very strange robin flying straight into a grave. Yeah, not quite a terrifying. Into the gravestone, like as in it hit it, or it went down into the grave. Well, I don't know if they just, you know, they just dig up graves and wait. I presume <laughs> that's like the birds in the bottom. <laughs> you know, if an if if an ill-advised non-local ends up messing with an owl man, you know, you you don't want to have to dig up on fresh, do you? So you probably just keep it open there. Um, and you know, strange robins could, could fly in. Is your one problem that you got there? But uh, well, aren't... I mean, I don't quite know why she mentioned well, robins... that. To be honest with you, and what was strange about this robin? She doesn't. She doesn't say. Um, well, robins are sort. Of, they're, they're believed in folklore. I don't know if it's in this country or just in general. 
folklore to be reincarnated people. Robins are. Yeah, well, they kind of like just cute. Yeah, I like Robins, yeah. It's very much synonymous with Christmas cards and things in this country, aren't they? Robin Rev Rest. Well, my gran things. always said that she wanted to come back as a Robin, what with being a good Catholic. <laughs> what with being a lapsed Catholic. And oh, she yeah. wanted to come back as a Robin. And at most, and it could just be confirmation bias, but at most kind of big events, family events, there has been a Robin turn up, even though it's out of season or whatever. And that is just confirmation bias. But it's quite nice anyway. You know, hey. You know, that, and that's how these things start. Again, not, not to criticise her life choices or post-life choices, but um, I'm not sure I'd want to come back as a Robin. Yeah. Just knocking about eating worms. I don't know. But then I've never tried it, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Don't knock it till you try it. Rich source of natural proteins. Don't knock it till you but try I don't it. think yeah, Robins eat worms, do they, or do they? I don't know. They're not. I just eat some bird feeders, don't they? Birds. Yeah, they do become lazy sure. these days, haven't Good. they? Or modern, what, millennial <laughs> Robins? Fucking snow, snow, Robins. Snow, fucking snowflake starlings. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't even know how to hunt an earthworm, yeah. just subsidised by... Bring back natural service for songbirds, <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> so, um... Our man knows how to hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um... Packing up some Mankinians once every well, 30 years. Well, he was at the Falklands, wouldn't he? <laughs> Terrifying, <laughs> terrifying young ladies. He was our secret weapon in the Falklands. So, so uh, Matt, so this is the thing, isn't it? So, suspiciously, mm. there's there's no real sign of the Owlman anywhere around, and that makes me think cover up. Chris. Yeah, I think that maybe um, they. What are all these people doing moving into the village? Trying to what? They, what they're trying to hide? The fact that there's no evidence of an Owlman apart from that video just makes me think they're covering up the evidence yeah. of the Owlman. I agree. Um, I think it could be like, you know, you used to have those secret religions in ancient Rome, like which weren't yeah. Christian. Um, I can't remember what they're called, like like where they worshipped like a bull. Well, ancient Rome, I mean, it would have just been the past. No, but I mean, when Rome, Christianity came in, they kind of continued underground, like the Order of Bacchus or something. Not Bacchus, because he's the god of wine, but, oh, but that right. kind of thing. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, that would be the one I'd go yeah, for, the of Bacchus. The thing you style yourself yeah. on, um, <laughs> yeah. in your soga. Um, I, uh, yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe these people are... Um, Owlman, of course, there's the famous ritual which um, those that American secret society do in front of the big owl in... Yeah. Um, Promoting of the care in front of the owl and the um, I forget what it's called. It's not Ashburton Grove. Um, Might as well be. Is it Bohemian Grove? Well, that was all made up. But... Oh, Bohemian Grove. That was it. Where a forty-foot owl. They worship that. So I'm wondering if maybe it's any. Could it be? Could it be connected? Well, you know, maybe when you know the. Um, Plymouth and the old uh, pilgrims went across. Yeah. There were a few, few owl worshippers who rose to prominence. Them, you know, speaking Cornish. You know, got rich yeah. off the backs of the tin. Took mines. a lot of tin, yeah, because they were the biggest tin mines yeah. in the world, weren't they? Yeah, and the Illuminati by way of Bavaria. <laughs> but they scattered. They scattered. They scattered across the planet. 
Yeah. Get across the globe. And uh, yeah, just, uh, in, you know, and every president yeah. ever since has been there, uh, or every president from George Washington was a yep, secret. Yeah, they were indoctrinated um, into it. All worshipping yeah. the, the owl man. And that's what they're trying to cover yeah. up. US Secret Service don't want uh, non-Cornish people not in on the secrets and know about uh, the fact that the Cornish Illuminati control the entire <laughs> well, world. Well, I think, you've, I think there we go. You've tied, you've tied it all up nicely. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, if this is the last podcast you ever hear mm. from us, then you know what's, you know, with if you've got the bravery, do investigate. One of, um, one of two or, things has happened. Either the Cornish Illuminati have caught up with us, finally, or I've fallen off the wagon again. <laughs> yeah, one of those two things, guys. Either way, you know, keep never stop asking questions. Again, it's, you know, we can only put the evidence in front of you. It's mm. up for you to decide. You've got to, you know. Yeah. Hoot and on. You know. What you don't want to be doing, the last thing you want to do is to believe in research by qualified people, you know. Don't do that. Scientists, qualified researchers. Do, do, no one's researching research. the connection between the owl statue at Bohemian Grove and the owl, the demigod that is living in Cornwall right now, moving his own people in. Yeah. Golders Brass, Golders moving Brass. his own people in to the village nearby. People won't talk about it, and they're terrified. People won't talk about it. Have they been brainwashed? Could well be. Probably. Um, The older generation who dared speak out are all all died of um, died of natural causes. You you say something, all of a sudden there's a robin Mm. flying into a grave, as if to say, "You keep your mouth shut. You know what's good for you." This, it starts with a robin flying to a grave. That's not. Uh, that's not where it fucking ends. <laughs> this is. This is shot, ac- shot across your a very. Yeah. Robin's going to be flying somewhere else. <laughs> you don't care. This is. Uh, this is. A, 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 this is. This is an incredibly cryptic shot across your bow. Think on. <laughs> Think on. You want to come down here with cameras? Get get, you, know, up. You, you might see a very poorly pixelated picture of me, mm. but then you're going to get a good scratching. And that's the least I can do. Yeah, get back. Get back to Manchester. Brave lads. Come down Brave lads one and all. Uh, I'll tell you what, as we know, military are probably involved well, by now, aren't they? Who knows what kind of applications well, they're trying on, to make On whose side, though? Could it, no. Is there a, is there a secret war well, that we're not being told about? Well, according to you know, you know if, you, if you still believe there are nation states, Chris... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've got to say, if there is a secret, if there is a secret war, then I'm glad the Conservatives are in charge, because, you know... New, United Nations <laughs> run by New, new Labour, new danger. Um, if, you want an, if you want an owl as a neighbour, vote Labour. That was what they used to say, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, people just laugh it off. Different times. Um, <laughs> not really. Yeah. Basic human, basic humanity. Doing a lot of fucking heavy lifting. <laughs> so Neil, uh, are you? Is that is that the owl news up to date? Are we going? Shall we? Shall we score that's, it? That's pretty much it. I mean, you know, I think you know you've got you've got two possibilities mm-hmm. here. I'd say, Chris. You know, you've got this this. The whole thing is just a hoax. Yeah, because on a run in Ireland somewhere. And the, 
the only known bits of evidence were basically apart from the video. this person. I mean, look, we'll never know if that's true because he's now gone to Ireland and obviously there's no extradition treaties with, uh, with Dublin. No, famously. Um, can't, you just can't hear famously. That's why I am. Go there for a pint of Guinness and, a, and, and kiss the blimey stand. Yeah. We can't be extradited yeah. from Ireland. That's why there's so Maybe. many um, ex, ex-members of the Cali cartel living in and around Dundalk, I believe. <laughs> Massive mansions. <laughs> So we can't we can't track down. No, he's dark. off. He's, he's off. Yeah, if, he, he's if he's moved, to, if, if he's if he's moved to Ireland, he's basically off the grid. It's a huge country. <laughs> you get you, you get lost. You get lost in there. And it's like, oh, I will look for this picture. Most of it, the, most of it the, hasn't um, been mapped. We could do a whole thing just about this guy. Actually, he's, he's had quite an interesting life. But yeah, but basically, so that's one one possibility. Um, he made it all up, and it was just a bit of a laugh, a bit of performance art yeah. from from him. Or what's come out as a far more compelling bit of evidence for me, Cornish, you know, the overwhelming Cornish, evidence Cornish towards world, the Cornish, Cornish world order. Um, yeah, Cornish world order. CWO. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Too late now. I mean, the only thing which I'm going to do is perhaps move somewhere. Much much like global warming, we've ignored the signs <laughs> that were there all along for too long. And, uh, it's all just gonna. The tipping points have already been yeah. activated. I mean, the only thing I maybe um, get off the grid in Montana or possibly Ireland, um, and just build. I mean, that's the only um, thing we can hope now is that actually they are a force. Well, I mean, look at look at the state you know, of the world, sort of, Neil. Some sort of nature worshipping. The state of the and, world. Uh, it's, that's true. You know, they're. Um, you know, just look at the signs all around you. So I think the only thing to do really is to um, stockpile as much food as you can, uh, get an arsenal of weapons and go off grid. And uh, if you see any, if you see a Hummer pull up near your house or your homestead with people with CWO written on their chest, just start shooting. I think that's the only, the only sensible solution. I'm instead. I'm just going to try and get like, in with them. Um, I'm just going to become a quizling and just yeah. I'm just going to run get in with them. Obviously, that's my move. As you know. Always your move. So I'm going to learn Cornish. Um, start buying even more pasties than I do already, which is a substantial yeah. quantity. Three meals a day. <laughs> yeah. I think and and uh, you know obviously a lot more. I've not been eating enough scones. I'll be honest with yeah. you. So and clotted cream's quite delicious. So there's there's a lot of upsides actually to this. Um, yeah, and just going to try and placate our Cornish masters. You you for one welcome them. Oh, Cornish overlords. Yeah, they... yeah, fair enough. Well, um, it looks like we'll probably be. It's like Pascal's wager. You know, it might not be true, <laughs> but what have I got to lose by not trying? Just or eating more pasties and cream teas. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair. I'm willing to lose, Chris. It's fine. Your downside. It's a smart I mean, money. You, you could potentially be losing. And if I'm right, you could potentially be losing years off your life by switching to a, an all an all I Cornish mean, yeah, diet. <laughs> That ship sailed. Almond's yeah, lunches, been... that's quite Cornish, isn't it? Uh, that was made up by the cheese board in the 70s, I believe. Yeah, but, I mean, it sounds Cornish. That traditional... Do anyone, does anyone have Plowman's lunches anymore? No, I don't. But I never did anyway. Not seen it since the 90s. Um, what's that? Um, it's quite they, nice. Is it, you know, a bit of mediocre <laughs> cheddar. And is it in Cornwall where they eat, they eat garden snails or something like that? There's like, there's a fake, they call it something weird. I don't know. Yeah, there's an area where they 
get snails from the dry stone walling and it's somewhere in the West Country and they're like a local delicacy. Yeah, it could well be. I must confess, I wouldn't want to prepare one. There's a whole thing, they, they call it desliming. I forget what the French word is, but uh, that's not something I particularly want to do, but I've, I've eaten snails before. Although I will go back to the point that if you fry anything enough garlic and butter, it's going to taste nice. It's in Somerset, I think, more more so. Oh, okay, yeah. But they call them something weird. Oh, mendip, mendip wallfish. Oh, that very, very vaguely rings a bell. Yeah, wallfish. Yeah, mendip wallfish. Um, how European. Mm. So, Neil, uh, today I have just had delivered to me a magic eight ball, but uh, I had it custom made. Don't worry about the costs. I'll um I'll take it out of the company funds. Um, That's fine. But it, plenty in there. It was very expensive, um, and very simply we'll do a Kickstarter if it starts running down too much. Yeah, absolutely. If it if it gets if it gets below six figures, um, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I've just had numbers put on the sides of the um, pyramids. The, the the three sided pyramids inside it, mm-hmm. and I'll be using that today. To, oh, that's, that's appropriate for uh, yeah, spooky in it. Are you, are you standing on that ley line near your flat? I believe so. I believe it could be a ley line that I'm on. I'm or I'm, I'm either on one or I'm ley line adjacent. Yeah. Um. To, so you're channeling some energy. So there isn't too much get, power. Get out your PKE meter and just do a, take a quick reading. Okay. Is it a seven or above? It is a five, but that's not too bad. Okay, so just 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 adjust, just adjust for the uh, well. What I would slightly t- lower than normal electromagnetic energy. Well, I mean that's norm- good in a way because it shows you're not being haunted by any apparitions. Yeah, norm- norm- That's you know, that's because of all the. There's definite energy there. You know, to be fair, that's because of all the wards that I've written uh, above all uh, my windows and doors. I would just yeah. Would you mean multiply by one point two five at that point in that case? Absolutely. And um, although I was looking, um, this house was built in the. It's always weird when you look at kind of British houses um, because often, like this one, uh, it was built in eighteen sixties. So there's probably quite a lot of people died here. You'd hope. Um, fortunately not me yet unless I'm not aware of it okay so Neil I'll let you go first on the owl man of wherever he is uh, spookiness so I mean the video evidence that's that's kind of like a little bit spooky you've seen some people get scratched up honestly it doesn't look like anything much worse than you get in a pub car park to be honest with you um, <laughs> speaking for yourself <laughs> else can i do um yeah i don't know it's um he's not really he's had much of a reign of terror has he no no he's been he's frightened a couple of 14 year olds and he's scratched a mankini yeah, as far as I who hasn't about the size of... <laughs> yeah. yeah we've all been there and that's what i call a friday night but um not really but um yeah so uh, the idea of an owl man is inherently terrifying to oh. me um I like owls. And he's not sort of said like he collects your souls. Um, he, I mean, he might be friendly. 
he might just be a bit shy, you know. Um, we're not saying, you know, we're not, we're not. And the thing is, if you get into a wild animal, of course it's going to scratch you. Yeah, unless you know yeah. it. Well, exactly. Well, but you know, if it's if it's a wild animal, then you're not going to know. You've got to leave it alone, so you don't, you know, you don't try and sort of like interfere with wildlife, or, or you're going to come a cropper. That's, you know, just just keep a respectful distance, observe and, and enjoy in that way. So, uh, so no, I don't, I, I don't think he's. I think he's like like our pig man. I think he's probably uh, misunderstood fella, and just just yeah, misunderstood. Just you know, just wants to take over the world through. You know, understands the value of Cornish supremacy, and it's just the figurehead um, <laughs> and and fountain of their their source of, uh, of power over the rest of us. So, you know, no, not not that spooky, but um, although maybe the, um, the 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 mythology that I've made up for him um, that that adds in a little bit to the, the fact that he's taken over the world through through Cornish supremacists. So I'll split the diff and give him a five. Five, okie dokie. Um. <clears throat> don't know why I'm calling it. Hey, don't know what that's all about. That's just you're part of the patriarchy now. Um, yeah. So much. spookiness. He's not been seen that much, and like you, I would quite like to meet someone who was. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the level of intelligence. Like, if he's as intelligent as an owl, but is the size of a human, then you're not going to get. You know, you're not going to get much conversation. But if it's a bit brighter, and you could maybe come up with your own language, a sign language that you could that you could um, communicate with each other. Those glowing eye sockets are taking up a lot of the brain space. Aren't yeah, they? that's true. Um, Probably not got a lot of cranial capacity. No. Um, see very well though. See very well. Can move move his head all the way around. That's yeah. good. Can spot a Mancunian cameraman from a thousand yards. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't find him spooky. I do find it spooky that the world leaders worship, um, worship a, a version of him. Um, I find the fact that I've been basically sleepwalking into a situation where the Cornish world order have taken over most of our if not all our institutions and media. Um, I've not felt it on the ground yet, but I assume that's only round the corner when I walk into a supermarket and all I can find is pasties and scones and clotted cream. They call it Brexit, George. That would be the excuse. excuse. Exactly the excuse. And um, maybe uh, Mendip. Maybe they'll give us some Mendip uh, wallfish. Wallfish. You can only hope. Um, so, I think on that basis, uh, I'm going to give it a six for spookiness. So, believability. Um, I think, I'd, I mean, I'd really like to hear what the magician guy who's currently um, hidden in the Ecuadorian embassy over in Dublin has to say about it, but we're not going to be able to speak to him unfortunately um i uh there's no real backstory to him so you know is he military experiment is he is he a pagan god don't know um i think the lack of detail is going to give me a lower believability so i'm going to give that a three 
No, I'm giving it a two. Sorry, I'm going even lower. Two. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, the lack of the lack of background evidence is something, as you know, that's sort of, you know, it's, it's compelling and it's sort of a, you know, it's a... Because if it, if it was just sort of like something again, just something, it's probably not going to come with a neat backstory, is it? You know, life isn't life isn't a neat narrative. So mine um, is. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm torn on this. You know, could could be a hoax. Could be could be the Cornish New World Order. Can't you know? Gonna have to split the diff and say five again. Five again. Okay. But no, but as I say, Pascal's wager. I'm you know, I'm going all in on on the latter. Yeah, fair enough. Just in case. Um, so Neil, reach. Well, I mean, again, it's see here. Here we hit into an interesting wrinkle because you'd think, well, it's not even particularly big in Cornwall anymore. <laughs> um, I've never heard of it. Yeah, but they've got so, again, they've got so they've much of this. They've all been replaced by by second homers. So you know, uh, villages. Well, right, so, second so. homers, or members of Secret right. Service. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or in fact, is it you know, is it very widespread known by the right people? Yep. Um. So it's, I mean, they say it's been 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 around since the twenties, but I see no evidence of anything. You know, everything that seems to date back to this uh, this thing in a set in um, in the seventies. Now, I think that um, the reason why this guy's had to sort of run off to Ireland is because you know he exposed Big Al. Yeah. Um, they tried to you know it got out a bit. They contained it. Yeah. Um, you'll see the odd leak, like our um, you know our brave. Um, Cameraman from Manchester, who sort of, they've exposed some of it. They've put the date, but it gets clamped on. You know, gets laughed out. And people just, you know, believe what they're told, don't they? Also do. So um, idiots. So again, it's a fifty-fifty situation. Either it's not got a lot of reach because it's frankly absurd and, and it's just made up in the seventies, or it's an insidious, all-encompassing all plot, um, which has got its hooks into every aspect of society as we know it. So. Again, going to have to split the diff, go for five. Another five. Um, you know, just kind of straight down the middle here, sit on the fence. You really are, aren't you? Don't know, don't know. Um, so, Reach, uh, yes, I've never heard of it. There hasn't been that many reports. Um, I mean, I take Reach as in how many people would have heard of it. So, that can be either through longevity or through film or through uh, just breadth of area where it's known. Um, I mean, by whether that, whether it's because it's a silly story um, made up by someone uh, in a very small localised way or whether by design it's something which hasn't got out very far, the reach is still small. So I'm going to give it a reach of... Two, and that brings me on to narrative slash premise. Premise: Love the Owl Man, all about him. He's great, um, but not original uh, human animal hybrids or a big animal. Um, there is no real narrative. There's an owl man in a church over there, maybe. Um, the uh, Narrative, which Neil definitely hasn't made up, is is good. But I still think it's there's not much to it, and unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that 
And it's only this high because I'd love to meet an owl man. I'm giving it a three. Neil. I was going to say, in terms of rage, I will point out to you that the 2012 play Horse Piss for Blood features the Owlman as a key pop point. Right. So, you know, well, there's that to consider. But, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't change my score. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair enough. Um, okay, so where are we on now? Believability? Uh, narrative reach. Narrative, excuse me. Narrative. Um, Hey, this is one I think I didn't think there was much of a of a narrative thing here. It's um, you know, you'll turn it into a film or or a play called Horse Piss for Blood mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, Lovely, because there's not really much to say. It's just a, an animal human hybrid, and you're going to end up with a disappointing movie like the Mothman prophecies. But um, oh, you're obsessed with I'll that today. <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know. Well, the Owlman made me think of the Mothman. Maybe we'll get to him one day. Maybe. Um, it's it's largely the same thing, basically. Glowy eyes and wings. Um, yeah, there's not... See, yeah, I suppose I'm going to have to score this one quite lowly, because although I've made up a whole thing of it myself, um, it's, I mean, it's all, it's all just symptomatic again of the cover-up, presumably, but, um, yeah, there's not a lot to go on here. It's just a, um, a spooky thing in a graveyard. Um, it's not really done much. Um, although, yeah, it's... I'm not going to completely give it a low score because, you know, the, those human-animal hybrids, they're always kind of like, they uh, they seem to entice people's imagination. Yeah. Hence, you've got people you know, still filming things in the year of our Lord 2019, looking for evidence. So there's something that's compelling there. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. Bringing in the half marks. Uh, so overall... You've done all four? Yes, we have, yeah. Are you disappointed? Uh, seven, 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 two, one. So overall, it's got a 32.5. So quite low score. Oh. I believe um, uh, that's a fact. I think that's symptomatic a f- of a cover up. Are we being paid <laughs> off? That's what I've got to ask myself. Well, you'll never look at me the same again, will you? Um, so what I would say is if you happen to be in a graveyard at night and you see some Mancunians putting fake blood on their arms and filming it on a uh, early noughties camera phone, try not to have nightmares. I think that's just wise advice in any situation. Oh, very quickly before I goodbye you, um, just to let you know, that you already did. If you uh, yeah. if you want to uh, send us any of your theories or potential urban legends or any nonsense, then our website our website our email address is herburb.legends.pod at gmail.com. and that is really good. Yeah, see you later. Yeah.